All right, guys, you're going to love this episode with my dear friend, Ati, who went from 100K years as a coach to nearly a 100K month this month in less than two years. I cannot wait for you to hear from my dear friend and actually recent one-on-one coaching client, Ati. There's some recurring themes around mindset and focus in this episode, that I hope you all listen into and take notes and get really inspired. Also, if you're an athlete, you're going to love the analogies to endurance sports and business, not to mention the raw discussions on brand pivots and how she's been able to pivot multiple times and still create ridiculous revenue in her business. She actually is a brand specialist and cannot wait for you guys to dive in and listen to this episode. Need some effective tactical advice that actually helps you get results and makes a real difference in your life and business? You've come to the right place. If you're finding yourself here today, it means you're getting ready to gain serious traction in your business, rapidly multiply your income and impact, and you're ready to make it happen while living all out. Guys, I'm Melissa Henault, your trustworthy corporate dropout turned six-figure business burnout turned happy and healthy CEO of a multi-million dollar online business. And you're listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. On this show, we're serving up innovative growth strategies, simple implementation methods to put them into practice, and action-stimulating inspiration tailored specifically for the modern entrepreneur. Let's dive in. Yay, we are live. You guys, I am so excited to bring Ati to you today. Let me give you her personal bio and then I'll give you her professional bio and then I'll just share with you our our journey together and then we can dive right in. You're going to want to listen to the very end how this woman has gone in two years from 100, 100K years as a coach to nearly 100K months um, <laughs> in two years. You've done that. So just to set the stage, you're going to want to listen to all of this, but let me work backwards a little bit here with Ati. She's a personal branding coach and photographer working with women who are the face of their business to build profitable, personable brands and attract dream clients and make a massive impact in the world. Ati loves fostering connection with within women entrepreneurs and bridging the gap between entrepreneurship and fulfillment, which is probably one of the reasons we are so close and near and dear to each other's hearts. Founder of the BU Brand Academy, speaker and best-selling author, Ati loves seeing women in business thrive as she believes when women make more money, they can change the world. They create change in the world. So Ati, that's like the professional bio. What I want people to know about you personally and why, you know, not only is she a badass, but why we're connected and how she's on this podcast today is the friendship that was created at a live event that we both invested in a couple of years ago, right? That's where our journey started. You were a brand photographer at the time and you were working at Kayla Crafts event and you did my very first set of brand photos that made it onto my very first website to launch my LinkedIn Method Academy. And from there... We have had such an incredible journey and cross paths in and out of masterminds and live events, and then ending up working together one-on-one. And it's just been, you're such a dear friend all the way back to just last week at my live event, like speaking to my mastermind members. And for me, like, you're such an inspiration. Like, like I want to be like you when I grow up, you know? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, and I just, and we've become such dear friends. It's so cool how, and we're going to do a triathlon together. I can't, I can't wait. I looked it up. I have to send it to you. Okay. So Ati is pushing me. I've been pushing her. I've been working with her, but also she's been pushing me and my, um, health journey. I've gotten back into half marathons, but I used to do triathlons and she's like, well, why aren't you doing those again? Let's get going girlfriend. So I'm like, let's do it. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty. I want to get into, before we get into this epic year, you're only in the beginning of the third month of the year. And you've just about crushed the total revenue that you made in an entire year, two years ago, right? In a matter of two months, right? I want that to settle in for everyone. I want to take you back to last week. When I was speaking to your group of women, which by the way, they're amazing, the women that you're attract and what you're bringing together in the world. And you actually like said that. I was like, oh, oh. And I literally bawled. And then I came back from your event and I sat with my assistant and I was like, I had this light bulb moment. And I, and she was like, how did you not realize that? And I was like, I think like, so many times we we hit the target and we move on and like life is so busy. We, we were just talking about this outside of camera and I had to actually sit down and be like, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. And what an inspiration. And like, I love having you here on the podcast and we're going to unpack a lot of this in your journey, but it's so, it's such a testimonial of how quickly growth can happen when you're ready to take radical action, right? Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah. How slow it can feel when you're in it and you're like, nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening, but it is. Yes. And now bringing that, I actually... But I'm I'm doing this with my group of women, and I want to share that because I think that like people need to hear when they are coaching with somebody, when they are working with somebody, how they felt through the journey. Yes, yes. You feel like you're in molasses. Like the days are long, but the years are short, right? Yes. It's just like motherhood. <laughs> yes. Okay. So. Let's go all the way back. What I love and why I think you are the perfect expert on brands is that you've made radical pivots in your own brand. So what you guys should know about Ati is that she was the number one bartender. There's a term for it. It's not just regular bartending. If you guys go find her on YouTube. bartender. Say that one more time. So I was the number one female because female. I'm female. Uh-huh. flare bartender. So I was like the, the ones that flip the bottles and do all the yes. tricks. If you guys could see videos of her, like she would have won America's Got Talent like 12 times over in every country in the world. Like she was known for this and she was able to pivot from that and launch a brand photography business that's mm-hmm. been wildly successful. You've scaled it. You've got people who work for you. I know that you did the brand photography for our clients and you've got a whole team editing right now while you're on this podcast, right? Yes. And then and then you're like, hey, I'm really good at this, but I have a knack for brand, brand identification, attraction marketing, You know, creating a brand that attracts my ideal clients. I'm going to pivot. And I'm going to be a brand coach, right? So, and you've done both like 
seemingly flawlessly, but <laughs> this expert strategy because you are a brand expert, right? So what would it take for you to take such radical pivots from being such a well-known top in the world, female flair bartender to, you know, one of the top photographers in Vegas to now, you know, I'm, I'm calling it. I bet you'll do at least a half a million this year. As, We're as calling it. We're calling it in, girl. Yeah. So share with us, what does it take to create such radical pivots in your brand? And is it as scary as people think it is? Okay, gang, we need to take a quick hydration break. So grab your drink of choice. And as you rehydrate, I'll give you the lowdown on my free LinkedIn lead gen masterclass starting March 20th. If you feel like you're screaming into the void when you post content on Facebook or Instagram, struggling to find a sustainable and scalable lead generation process that sticks, and you just want someone who's been there and done that to reveal their secrets, then it's critical that you register to save your spot ASAP. During this live masterclass, you'll get to steal the exact strategy I used to scale my income from $0 to 1 million in just 19 months without spending a fortune on ads or suffering from burnout. Simply check out the show notes of the podcast episode for the link to register for your free spot in the LinkedIn Lead Gen Masterclass. The URL is www.livethefreelife.co forward slash the dash masterclass. And don't worry, even if you miss a couple of days or you can't make it to all the training sessions, we'll deliver the replays directly into your inbox daily so you can watch them on your own time. All you have to do is make sure you sign up for the masterclass pronto before registration ends on Thursday, March 23rd. So it is scary. So I want to, I, I, I want to acknowledge because I, when I do some testing on my own brand and I have done several, these several times and ask people, Hey, when you think of me, what, what do you think of? What do you think of when you think of me? And I do this at a personal level. I do this at a professional level. I have my clients do this because it really is a testament to how people perceive you, which is what brand is, right? <laughs> so we do this in my academy and I do this personally. And several times I got in fearless. And I'm like, wow, that's really interesting because I have a lot of fear mm. and I perceive like I have a lot of fear, but I act anyway, because I truly in my heart believe, and I also educated myself to understand not only just a belief, but also an intellectual knowing that fear is just there to keep me safe. Mm. And in that safety, I'm only keeping myself small. Mm, so good. Yes. So even before my personal growth or personal development journey started, and it took me many years to really see this, my mom always was like, well, what is the worst that can happen? But what, what is the best that can happen? Mm -hmm. But even in the worst, when you're actually start running scenarios, the worst is really not like possibly that bad, right? right? Mm -hmm. So like, even when I was in my twenties, my mom signed off and I went to Spain and I remember I was so scared, right? But my mom was like, well, worst case scenario, you just come back. Right. Like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> and I never went back. I never went back to Argentina. And so, so many times in my life, I was confronted with that fear. And, and Bob Proctor used to call it the terror barrier, but it's really taking that fear. And obviously you have to have some risk management. You're not going to go kill yourself, right. but like really going through it because what's on the other side is more exciting than what you have going for you right now. Mm, so good. So, so good. And it has been And it's been quite a journey for you. And we'll unpack this because I think that at every level, even this year, you've experienced some of that, right? And I have to. I have to right now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because I'm like, am I going to be able to do it again? Are we going to to be able to serve all these clients? Are we going like, right? Like what's going to happen on the next launch? Like, and I'm already putting things in place for that. Yes, yes. Okay, so maybe it is a little scary to pivot your brand, but you've done it. And you've done it multiple times. When did you realize from behind the camera that you had a skill and a knack for coaching clients for their entire brand and attraction marketing? Like, because I want people to hear this because, you know, I think that discovering your zone of genius is ever evolving and you have to be okay with that and be curious with that. Right. So can you talk about that? Curious and also allow yourself to dream bigger and to think bigger and to allow yourself to that pivot because a lot of the people may say, well, I'm good at this, but. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the things that was happening is I would like get on a phone call with somebody. We would like be talking about their, their, their photos, right? We would be planning their photos and I'm okay. And so who are we talking to? And who, who is this person that is going to be seeing your photos? And people will be like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, like, and I could see the whole path. Yes. So I started realizing that I had this vision for their business. And this is my son of genius. When I get somebody on, on their onboarding call, right? On the View Brand Academy, I can see all the steps for them. This is not so obvious when it's my own, mm. but this is really obvious to me when I'm talking to somebody and I'm already seeing their full potential. Yeah. Like I'm already, so I would like sit down with somebody and we're planning photos and I'm like, oh, but you should be showing up here and you should be doing this and you should be doing video and you should wear these colors and you should do this. And people like, I'm like, I need your help. And literally from hearing, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I, I started offering like my first ever that I didn't even realize that was a coaching offer it was like $150 one hour uh, strategy intensive. Mm-hmm. And then when the pandemic hit, the, everybody has a when the pandemic hit story, right? right, right. When the pandemic hit, what happened was like, we weren't shooting. I had a ton of clients that had photos that I had taken. And I started this Facebook group chat for my own clients and I would do lives and I was like, well, with, with these kind of photos, this is what you can talk about. So it was like strictly almost like content, but then it started growing and I was like, well, the content is being informed by something else. Mm-hmm. And what is ahead of that? What is above that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like I love doing this. Yes. Yes. And I love what you said. And I've heard people say this before too. If you're curious about your zone of genius, like what do people message you for that they just want to pick your brain, right? 
Like mm-hmm. I, like when we were at our live event in Arizona, I got a message from a previous colleague who was like, I see what you're doing. I think it's incredible. And I'm trying to get out of corporate myself and launch XYZ. I'd love to get on a call and pick your brain. And it's like, well, you know, I've learned that's a zone of genius for me, which is why we have our mini mastermind for, you know, launching businesses and we have our mastermind, but it's like leverage that. So I love that you're like, well, you kind of like lick your finger, stick your finger up in the air. And it's like, okay. I'm just going to make an offer and let's start here and start getting some experience and it evolved from there. Right. And I remember when I started looking into business specifically, not so much my son of genius, what felt good or whatever. I started reading at the time was like, your first offer is not your final offer. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that seems so obvious to me now, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't at the time. I felt like if you did something, that is what you did. Because that is like employee mindset, pretty much. Yes. Like I didn't it realize that. perfect. It's fixed. It's yeah. fixed. You're here. You got to get good at this job. And your, your possibility of moving forward, like it wasn't really like, I wasn't really there. Mm-hmm. And you also asked me earlier, like what, what actually like, happened in me and it was this vision that came through network marketing, even though I don't do network marketing anymore, but like of actually seeing what was outside of that success. I think I shared this at the mastermind. I thought that was it. I made it. You know, I travel around the world. I work in the best bar in the world. I'm making this amount, which I mean, it was like six figures. But I mean, when I realized how much was out there to be made, not only money, but in impacting like fulfillment, I was like, I want it all. Yes. (laughs) I love it. And I think that is like the ultimate secret, like the best kept secret that shouldn't be is that you're just one vision away from the next version of yourself. And what holds most people back is they don't have the capacity to see a future self that's not in the state that they're in today. And unless you actually practice that and create space and foster it, you don't know. And you settle for where you are, right? I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. So I feel like exploring, and I think this is where a lot of people get really caught up because this is, this not necessarily need to be just a career. This could be what actually gives you pleasure, what fulfills you, what like, what makes you happy. And I found myself, I'm, I'm going to be 46 this year. I'm still kind of like, I'm like, what is fun for me at this moment in my life? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an Enneagram seven. Like mm-hmm. the more and more we talk about it, I think that I'm like a With a huge wing eight. eight. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, we're going to actually hire Tracy to do her couple things. So oh, we're like, I love that. Yeah. But like, I'm like, what is fun for me in this moment of my life? And it's all this discovery, but we're not really taught that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? In school, in family, we're not really taught that. We're taught to be students. We're taught to be, we are trained in traditional like US schooling. It's like setting you up for corporate. It's yeah. setting you up for the industrial age, which is to go in, clock in from you know nine to five and do what you're told to do. Not to critically think, you know, there's a checklist of things that are roles in your responsibility and you come in and you do it and you leave. And I know for me personally experiencing this in corporate, even if you had a big idea, there was so much red tape that it would never escalate all the way up and a change would ever actually happen. So I know for me, I don't know if you experienced this leaving your, your bartending role 
and getting into the entrepreneur space. But I think a lot of people are challenged with this is all of a sudden you have this like blank canvas of a calendar and you're not told what to do anymore. Oh and you've God, been told what to do your entire life. You've been told what classes you have to take, the test you have to take, what you have to know to pass the test. And then all of a sudden it's like, figure it out, right? <laughs> Melissa, it was brutal because on top of that, because I came from bartending where you get there and it's it's almost like a motor skill. Even though you are thinking, obviously you are thinking, but it's a motor skill. You're going, 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 going. I personally didn't have any project management skills. I actually would love to speak to these because a lot of people come from corporate or jobs or whatever, and they find this so overwhelming. And it's almost like I had to really prioritize what skills I was missing, but also which ones were actually worthy of my time. Yes. Versus delegating. Can we unpack that? Like, let's go there. Let's unpack there. So I truly believe that you have to have some sort of knowledge around pretty much everything that is going in your business. However, you don't have to actually do all the things. Yes. But at the beginning, especially in the first few years, like I only hire. So my team started growing March last year. So we're 2023, 2022. So before that, it was like, you know, a few hours here, a few hours there, a lot of projects like somebody would take on. But when I let go of the fear and the control, I'm still like a struggle with that. And I realized I will never be able to grow and scale because I'm bottlenecked. I'm the only one shooting. I'm the only one doing this. I'm the only one responding emails. And I had to really learn the skill of project management. But then I had to learn to let go. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like as business owners, you actually one time said this, is we feel like we have to be amazing at creating content, amazing at editing video, amazing at writing, amazing. Well, which one of those do you actually enjoy? Yep. So maybe you can keep them or which ones you can learn learn them. So then you know what to look for on the person you're going to delegate. So you still have to learn the skill somehow. Yes. So true. And I I think that you really hit the nail on the head of, of like, if you're just hiring people in and you don't understand their scope of role, how are you ever going to manage them and give them feedback and know, right, that their performance is where it needs to be. That was a learning curve for me with Facebook ads, right? It was like, I just hired someone and it's like, oh, I'm just kind of the damsel in distress. I don't understand that. You guys, you you figure it out, you know, wasn't until like a year and a half, two years in, I'd invested all this money that I really made the space to peel back the onion and understand what was happening and what was being targeted. And it was like, why are we spending money outside the United States? Just because a click per lead is cheaper. And now it makes the ad manager look better because I got the leads, but they're not converting. But I I need a $20,000 mistake for me. Exactly. (laughs) And I was like, ah! And then can we unpack that a little bit too? Because I think it's so valuable for people. For me, one of the things that I had to learn was the risk tolerance. Yes. Yes. Of like when we are employees, right? You're, you're making this X amount of money Mm -hmm. and you're like, this is what I have. You're not willing to like give up any of that money because you need it. You need it to make a living. You need it to pay your bills for your kids, whatever it is. When you're a business owner, sometimes you need to take that risk in order to make better decisions. Mm -hmm. And that one $20,000 
like mistake, which I just paid off, by the way, with my $70,000 launch. But the whole thing is like, when you're an employee, you don't see that. And even our employees may not see that, but you as a business owner, you have to grow that risk tolerance. And that is starts very small, right? It may be hiring a coach first, then hiring your first employee or your first VA or whatever. But like that risk tolerance, where can you practice risk tolerance? So good. So good. Absolutely. Absolutely. God, there's so many directions we could go with that, but I'll just, I will undoubtedly agree with you that you have to be willing to take calculated risks. And I think that the other thing is with entrepreneurship, you learn that you, you roll with the decisions that you make and you're okay that they're not, they're not all going to pan out. And actually it's those who skin their knees and are willing to take the risks calculatedly. Is that a word? But consistent, those who fail the most, it's like Thomas Edison, like how many times did he fail with a light bulb before he actually made the light bulb? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, how resilient are you and how tolerant are you of risk? I know what I was going to say, because I love this conversation is I always pose the question of what is the risk of not taking action? What is the risk of not investing versus the risk of investing? Right. And kind of weighing that. Right. And I think that like people don't ever think of that until somebody challenged them. Mm-hmm. I I actually do ask that question to people sometimes when we are during lunch on my Facebook group. But the reason is because if it is the right decision for you, if you know that it's something there for you, this could be life, business, what is the risk of staying the same? Mm-hmm month after month after month after month, right? Like I just had a conversation with somebody in particular who is not from the US either. And her biggest dream is just to generate some money to be able to go back home more often. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can so relate to that. And so my question to her was, so if you stay where you're at right now, that you're not able to go, the number that you actually need to actually make that dream happen it's really not that big. Yeah. Right. But like you stay where you're at and like the fear is keeping you from actually generating what, like three, four, $5,000. Yeah. And by not taking radical action, you're actually living in the past. Right. She was like, because she was like, Oh, I never even occurred to me that my me not making a decision is actually making a decision. Yes. So good. Mic drop after mic drop. Okay. So follow up on the radical growth of your business over the past two years. Can you talk about some of the radical action maybe that you've taken in the past two years that's driven the results that you've gotten? I love that question. Number one was actually going all in on coaching. And I don't think I ever shared this publicly before, but I had a lot of doubt, a lot of self-doubt because also there was other people in, in my vicinity or people that I was following, whatever, that were like branding coaches or whatever. And I was like, oh, they're going to think I'm copy them or they're going to think whatever. Well, very funnily, which I don't even know if that's a word either. It's some of those people are not even around it. Yes. Yes. So that was number one. So number one was actually peeling the tape or whatever it's called and actually going out with what I knew, 
with what I felt I knew and felt comfortable at the time with where these one hour strategy, content oriented, even though my big goal was actually personal branding, personal branding, personal branding. So that was number one. Number two, uh, that was a radical action to actually make the decision. I'm coming out. I'm going from personal branding photographer for, for to personal branding coach and photographer and actually making an announcement. Mm-hmm. So once I made the announcement, I couldn't really go back. Yes. So then I, that was a the radical, like, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. So that was number one. Number two, I will say that was actually sticking to one strategy. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Because what I see, and I see this with my clients and I pull them back and I pull them back and I pull them back and not like the, the way we launch is not for everybody. However, I see this even inside of my program and I pull people back. I'm like, you get that first dopamine hit of like, okay, you start getting followers. You, there is some traction. You start making some money. Well, this is not the end goal. That is just the beginning. Now we need to keep growing. Got to create the momentum. Create the momentum and that, okay, from this momentum, what are the next steps? So for me, the way, like with personal branding, you never stop. Mm -hmm. And I see this happening with people all the time. Now they show up on social media and the way I see social media and personal branding is social media is the entryway, but then you need to grow from there, right? What we are doing right here. Mm-hmm. Right, what we're doing right here, connecting, networking, high level, video, podcasting. We have tons of shits, right? That we do in there. But once they get to the middle, now they feel fancy and money's coming in. Okay, now we need that second push. And that is where I had to make a radical audit on myself. I'm like, okay, I'm paying myself a salary. My business is cruising. I can launch this many times a year and I'm comfortable. Fuck no. I didn't start this to be comfortable. Right. I started this to make amazing fucking happen in my life. Bring my parents from Argentina, give options to my family. Now they may take them, they may not, right. but what does it feel like to me to have all those options? Mm. And I was like, okay, now we need to go there. And mm. it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable, but like, so yeah, I would say really going after this new pivot. Mm-hmm. So then was actually really sticking to one strategy and really going forward and not changing that strategy and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking. And that's when I actually ended up, you and me were already friends and you like, you were like, okay, let's fear. I'm like, no, I, I want to work with you. I, I need somebody to kick my ass. Because I think for me, I was in a place, I was in a very comfortable, I mean, we live very Apparently I'm pretty good at kicking asses. <laughs> I know. But, but I think it's, I hear that from my clients too all the time, but I think it's because we're very focused. Yep. We are very like, we, I think you and me have this ability of looking at somebody and being, okay, this is where I think the problem is. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love this. And if you don't mind, I'd love to unpack this a little bit more because I want people to hear about this because I remember you and I, so Ati and I worked together one-on-one. She hired me as her one-on-one like business coach last year. And I think this is, I love what you're hitting on here with like, like prioritizing and making the main thing, the main thing, right? Can you talk a little bit about the exercise we did? Because I remember when we first started together, it was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I have this offer and this offer. Can you talk to people about how if you've got multiple offers on the table, I mean, you're, you're managing photography business. You've got different groups that you're nurturing, but you're, you're growing your coaching business. 
how does one prioritize and pare down and keep focus on the main thing, right? And, and create momentum. So for me, there was two things that we did that were key. Number one was what made me happiest and what made me the most money. So where, where we could pair both. Right. Right. Like I'm like, okay, this makes me the most money. This makes me happy. And and crazy enough, we're still dealing with like this decision-making around this other product that I have, but like, it was like making the decision that I would do whatever it took to make that work and to understand where I was not seeing. So finding somebody that could see my blind spots, because this is what we do as coaches. And this is where our strengths and weaknesses come in, right? I can see the big vision, but sometimes like, what does that look like on the everyday? What does that look like when shit is going wrong? What is the one action that you need to take that you cannot oversee? And for me, we did the exercise. Number one was like how my energy was leaking everywhere. That was number one, that I was trying to push all the buttons at the same time and really where I wanted to be, right? Like, and that goes back to vision. Mm-hmm. That goes back to that vision. And I think that for me, I that is that was invaluable. That it was invaluable to me to really realize that I was putting energy in all the things when I needed to like narrow and focus and go really deep into that one thing. Yeah. And the second thing was you saw these blind spots where I was coming in hot with my energy and doing the thing. But then I couldn't see certain things and you were really good at pinpointing, okay, this is going to happen because this happened to me. (laughs) And this is where you can give up and you cannot let those things deter you from the target. Mm, So good. So good. Yeah. And I'm going to add one more thing. Yeah. I think that finding somebody, a mentor, a role model, a, a friend that you look up to how they do life and business. That doesn't mean they're invincible. That doesn't mean they're perfect. That, that we all have freaking flaws. Yeah. But really seeing, okay, what would this person do mm-hmm. in this particular moment? And this person mm-hmm. doesn't need to be a thousand steps ahead because you will never know what they're thinking is a few, few steps forward. Yes. And that for me has been amazing to really be able to pick your brain and to see how you process mm-hmm. and how I was processing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and compare. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. And I think I said this to you at our, at our mastermind event, but you know, we've got our clients scaling their first six figures and then you've got me. And what I loved about having you there as a guest speaker is like, you were just one step behind me and like the bridge for my clients to see what it looks like to have nearly a six figure month. Right. So incredible. Which is, okay. It is still very surreal. Very yeah. surreal. Yeah. I can't wait to celebrate the official six figures in one month. I know. I know. I know. April is coming. Yes. Yes, it's going to be your month. Okay. So you and I do kind of a launch style. Obviously, we've worked together and and we've gone through some of similar programs. So let's just maybe for a minute for people who do kind of launch conversion events, any tips or tricks that have helped you get your record numbers the past two launches that you've had? Okay. Let's just start with fucking consistency. 
Yeah. Because people are looking for the secret sauce. People are looking for a magical like this that doesn't it doesn't exist. Right, right. But I think if I would have to say what we did that really made a huge difference was okay. So number one, consistency on the brand building and visibility. You constantly need to be in front of new people that are your people. Like it's not enough with being in podcasts, doing social media, where is your people? So if you're not clear who your people is and who your product is helping, like if you're not really sure who you're helping, now you're like putting all this time and effort and things that may not be paying off. Mm. So you need to really get freaking clear, which goes back to the brand strategy and attraction, ideal client, all of that. But for us, one of the things was really nurturing people in between launches. Yes. That was something that you and me talked a lot because I would like literally run hard when I was launching and they'll be like, oh, I'm exhausted. And I literally kind of took a break. Like I didn't know that I was doing this. Right. Right. So that was number one. So then consistency over just like the peak and the valley, right? Mm -hmm. So go, 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 go. So that's number one. Number two, really overcoming the internal dialogue. Mm. Yeah. So the internal dialogue inside of me when something was going wrong or people were not registering or people were like, instead of being okay, Let's look at the copy. Let's look at our strategy. Let's look at what energy am I bringing into all that? Like, am I really speaking to my people? I was like, I'm not not that good, right? Or, but it didn't show on the outside, but I was having those thoughts. Like I was having that feedback inside of my head. Oh, maybe, maybe I just need to sell more photography sessions. Mm-hmm. maybe right so really for me was really standing up to those thoughts I mean listen bitch like you're not in charge I am in charge and I know because I was seeing it I was seeing it with my clients I had all these people going from zero to six figures right on their first year of business going through the academy people that they didn't have any belief from themselves and now they were running legitimate, awesome businesses with clients and they felt like they have a business. But then I was letting my internal dialogue tell me that that wasn't good enough, that that was a fluke, that that was just like, you know, a one-off. They already had what it takes. Well, yes, everybody has what it takes inside them, but I was their guide. Mm -hmm. So I started doing like, so I have a folder in my phone with when people like send me a text and they're like, oh my God, I tried this and it worked. Or you told me to do this and it worked. Or, oh my God, I just hit my quarterly goal. Or I even had somebody one time reach out and and say, "Um, I cannot believe that before I met you, I really thought about going back to corporate. Mm. And now I'm more in love with my business than ever before. And so I started saving those. And every time that I would have that negative narrative, I would say, okay, so number one, I'm in charge. Shut up, bitch. And number two, this is my proof. Oh, I love this. I hope I hope my listeners are like writing this down. So mindset is everything. Practicing the mindset like an athlete practices for sports, right? Let's go there because you and me were so big on that. Let's go there. Yeah, yeah. go for it. I used to be a couch potato. Most people don't know this. I didn't even know how to run, which I know it sounds really weird. 
And after my son was born, I had massive postpartum depression. Now, mind you, when I was practicing for bartending and I was like competing around the world, my mindset was I'm an athlete. Like I wasn't like skinny or fit or whatever. I, I mean, I was always like skinny because that's what I look like, but not intentionally skinny. Okay. Right. Like intentionally fit. I don't want to use the word skinny, intentionally fit. But I was bringing to flair bartending that athlete mind. Like I would practice, I have times to practice. Like when I would put my routines together, we worked on the music, all these things, right? Like the way we would like package our bottles for competition, like we had a way and a method. But somewhere along those lines, when I lost the passion for competing and all of that, that kind of like, uh, it got a little fluffy. Mm -hmm. When my son was born, I had massive postpartum depression and my Mm -hmm. husband was already into cycling. And he he was like, why don't you start running or like something just to move your body? That's going to help you. Yeah. And I remember the first thing that I found was like running was freedom. Mm -hmm. And I started literally running a block. I did the same. I literally took what I did in bartending and I brought it into running. And then my husband signed up for a triathlon and he was like, do you want to do it with me? And I was like, you got to be freaking out of your mind. I don't do that. And he was like, well, but what if you do? I was like, oh, what if I do? I was like, I'm going to do one. I'm going to prove myself that I can do it. I'll lose this way because I get like 50 pounds, which is crazy. You know me in person. I'm very small. I get like 50 pounds. Well, through those three months that I trained for this triathlon, I felt invincible. Mm, Yes. I felt if I can do this, the, the, the weight was melting. It's not about the weight. It was about my confidence. Yes. And what you're achieving and what you're proving to yourself, you can do hard things. I, I was like, I can, I remember one day in particular, it was super windy. I live by the mountain. There was this group that we got together and the coach was there. And I was like, are we going to like run? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember my head was literally hitting my face because it was so windy. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh my God, I'm doing it. And that translated so much into business. Yes. Yes. And that was a sprint triathlon. I can sit here and tell you, I ended up doing dozens of sprints. I don't know, 10 Olympics. And I'm in my... I did three half Ironmans so far. I'm, I'm heading into my, my fourth one. But not even about what it is now. It's about the, the conviction. It's like you already are doing something hard and you're proving to yourself yes. that you can take that a small step every single day. And that we go back in personal branding and in business. It's all that. 100%. It's, and yes. you show up 1% today better than yesterday or more than yesterday. Can you just take one more step? Yes. And when you take that 1% every day, every week, compounded over 52 weeks, whether it's training or it's in business, it's a big fucking difference. Yes. So for me, what really, really, really changed everything was when I started, so we use an app and I it, I wish that, I mean, maybe we need to come up with something like this. I don't know where 
you can see because you know you use your heart rate and you use your watch. So the the app it's showing you how your fitness is growing daily. Yep. Yep. You, you know that, right? It's in training. My whoop, my whoop strap does the same thing. It shows my conditioning. Yep. Okay. Okay. Same thing. But that goes up in like one or two points a day. Yeah. Yeah. But what started happening to me, I was like, I'm not seeing anything. I don't feel stronger. I don't feel anything. But I could see it. And I always wonder what would be the equivalent in business of that, Mm. because that is literally the seed under the dirt Mm -hmm. is starting to grow that people don't see. Right. So when we talk to our clients and we tell them it's happening, you just don't see it right now. Yeah. You're three feet from gold. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to keep going. Yes. You just have to like keep tweaking and doing and, and you see people getting discouraged. You're like, no. Yes. And it's, and can we just draw this parallel to endurance sports? It is the consistent mundane that actually drives the results, right? This is so important because I think people think that the magic is on that big, like effort, like crazy, but it's not. No, it's the consistency. It's on the daily is yeah. that one word that you can change in your copy is that one time that maybe you're showing up online after one, yeah. after the other, after the other, after the other one that actually carries a story on people's minds, yes. right? Yes. And and I feel like people completely disregard this. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a great example of this because it kind of goes back to what you were saying also about consistency and not doing too many things. Right. And, and like getting consistent with your message. I see this a lot. And I know you do with your clients where they get going with one thing and then they're like, well, now I'm going to offer these 12 different things. And then they lose impact. And then they can't figure out what's going wrong with their business because it's, it's not where they want it to be. And we talk about the, the 1% change. One of the things we did with our last launch. And I mean, you've seen this for the last two or three years and anybody listening knows this, like we have been Dead straightforward LinkedIn Method Academy. We haven't changed the name of it. We haven't changed the name of the program. We haven't changed the name of the brand promise. Like, and we just get stronger and stronger and stronger with each launch because we're not, we're not pivoting from that brand awareness, but the 1% tweaks, right? Like, so, you know, starting in November of last year, we started analyzing on the back end. Okay. We're going to continue this journey just like with training, but like, what can we optimize on the back end? Let's look, lift up the hood. What are we, how many clicks are people having to take before they purchase? What's the open rate on this, right? What's our sales funnel process on that? And we just started to tweak the knob and we went from a 1.7% conversion rate in November to a 2.2% conversion rate Which in January. Over $100,000. And that is... That's the tiny tweak, my friends. I didn't show up one day and say, we're going to do things radically different, right? I would love to chime in on that and and tell the story. Like we opened Carton the Thursday Mm -hmm. and we only had one book, one call book, one. Yeah. And I went, and the inner dialogue started and I was like, I am not doing this. Mm -hmm. And I literally went inward and all I did, the only difference, there was two things that I did. It was like, I brought my energy back up and my belief with literally all the people that that had, all the people that were showing up to my launch, my own clients right now that were like, I don't like, you're amazing. Like, Mm. 
I'm going to go back up. I am not amazing. The program is amazing. And a lot of the inner dialogue is what are we making it mean about us yes. instead of the product that we have created, right? Yeah. And the second thing that I did, I was like, this hasn't even started. Like, I'm not going to quit right now. And we started coming and talking to people and really nurturing the people that we knew we could help. Yes. Not convincing anybody, but okay. really nurturing the people that we knew we could help. Mm-hmm. And voila. Voila. Yes. I want to say one more thing that you were saying there, and I saw so much parallel. So going back to endurance and triathlon. So I am currently taking classes, like swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I would show up to a training, like a training that it's a schedule. And I'm like going as like hard and hard and hard and hard, especially on swimming. I'm not like a race swimmer. I never really swam, like whatever. So now I start working with this guy and he's like, we are going to focus on your stroke for the next month. And literally, like literally, all we're doing is like, he's making me put my arm like this and practice the position. And he's like, you need, and he's like, I want you to go slower, not faster, but all you're thinking is X, Y, and Z. And all my brain is doing is this is fucking dumb. Yeah. My brain is telling me this. But I hired this expert and right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the first month, I chunk, I don't know, like five seconds of my yard, my hundred yards. Yeah. Without the effort. Right. Right. I literally. It's it's performing better in sports, just like performing and optimize better in business. So, so I have to remind myself and I have been trying to bring this into my program where I'm like, these are you're doing right now when you're, when you're working on your brand, you're working in your strategy, we're doing all the back end of you learning all the things when your thinking is not moving is actually what is going to move you. Yes. So good. Oh my gosh, Ati, this has been so good. I'm I'm cautious of the time. I'm almost like we I know to- we're like we I you and me, we can keep going. And I go. know. I'm like, we need to come back for like a 2.0 mini session with you on like tips on personal branding I and like that. how to attract your ideal client. Because I feel like there's like like there's a series with you. One is like the personal journey as the entrepreneur, which is what we just went through. But I'd love to have you back for like a 30-minute segment where we just go into tips and tricks for all things personal branding and attracting your ideal client. What is going on right now? You've got a launch in April. Where can people find you? Do you have anything free that people can download? Like where can people find you today? What's going on? So I would love if you're building a personal brand that if you're in this podcast, you probably are. One of the biggest struggles is where I am at, right? Where, where am I? Can I audit myself? Can I actually see if I'm doing the right thing? So we do have a quiz. So you can find me at atigreenspun.com. So A-T-I-G-R-I-N-S-P-U-N.com forward slash quiz. And we have a quiz. And this is a cool thing about this quiz. It's not going to tell you you're good, you're not good. It's going to tell you where you're at, but it's also going to give you tons of steps that you can take right now. Even if you're a a, a beginner, if you are in the middle, or if you're advanced, because so many advanced people, what I see them doing is like they stop. 
Mm, they they yeah. don't realize that the personal brand building keeps going and going, especially in the online world. You never really stop building a brand because you're still evolving. So yeah. that is number one. So www.attigreenspan.com forward slash quest. The other thing, if you really want to build a personal brand and you're in the thick of it, come to our launch. We have a waiting list right now. And again, attigreenspan.com forward slash bootcamp. Perfect. Bootcamp. So yeah. all we do in there is we break it down to who you are, what you do, how do you show up, and what are the missing um, missing spots that people think they need to show up online. There is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like, and we break it down for you, and we actually like do it with you during oh, wow. our five days. Yeah. Well, so I hope you guys are hearing this. I know a number of people in my community have gone over and checked you out before. They love the content you bring. Ati's been a master coach inside of my academy, teaching people branding. She's an absolute expert. And if you guys feel like you need even like the slightest support with growth, with your brand, with your image, with how you're showing up online, you guys have got to check her out. And I I know you love her energy anyway, right? So um, thank you so much, Ati. We'll make sure that how people can contact you is also in the show notes. And we'll have you back for a deep dive. We'll roll up our sleeves and do a deep dive on on personal branding on another. I love that. Love, 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 love. This is amazing. Thanks guys so much for listening in on today's podcast episode. I can't wait for you to see my upcoming guest in the next episode. You are going to love this keynote speaker. Hey, here's the deal. If you liked this, please subscribe and leave a review. And you want the latest online business growth strategies and exclusive LinkedIn pro tips sent straight to your phone? Text the word updates to one 310 7171. Again, text the word updates to 1833-310-7171. Can't wait to see you guys. Come find me over on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like to hang. I uh, cannot wait to hear how you are enjoying and applying what you're learning. You guys reach out to me over on social because I love hearing what's resonating with you. When you reach out to me and you send me those personal DMs, they really do impact the content I continue to bring forward to you. So again, come find me, Melissa underscore Hinault over on Instagram, Melissa Hinault over on LinkedIn and Facebook. Can't wait to see you guys over there.